Welcome to Table Time. You'll hear from staff, students, and special guests as we have candid conversations around the table. So take a seat. It's Table Time. Hey guys, welcome to Table Time. This is Nicole. This is Ben. This is Tyler. And Riley. Well, today guys, this is going to be uh, really fun. And the reason why is because we're just going to be talking about some things that are really uh, in our lives, things that have been impacting us, things that we've been thinking about, things that have kind of moved us um, in different ways. And you know what? There have been lots of things happening um, personally, um, between people, um, in, in our culture, in our society. But you take all that and um, we find ourselves here. So to kick us off, um, Nicole, just want to ask you straight up, you know, what is something that you've been thinking about, something that's been really uh, burning within you? And uh, yeah, just, just share with us and the fine folks out there. Man, oh man, how does one narrow that down? You know, I feel like it can really like be summed up as like a mental health kind of thing. Um, but then there's like so much that goes into it. Like it also like kind of includes like our identity in Christ with that Mm. and like secularism. And so it's like, okay, like what all are we taking in? Everything that's impacting us, like you just said, um, is actually impacting us on a daily basis that we don't even realize. And so I feel like for me, like there's been so much lately that I've been learning about that it's like, okay, the language that we use with people the things that we look at on our phone, the music that we listen to, the things that we read, the things that we dwell mm. on, the food that we eat. Um, I mean, the exercise that we do or even like the interaction with people that we have, it all has an impact on how we actually live wow. our daily lives. Um, and even like knowing who we are in Christ, how like, you know, coming to Jesus himself all of that like it's like if we're not taking those things and taking it all before god there's so much that we just could be believing like there's lies that we could be believing about ourselves there's you know things that we could be putting our identity in that we didn't we have no idea um so that's a gist of that one (laughs) we could definitely dig into that one a lot (laughs) nice yeah that's definitely uh sounds like a few things that you can go in different directions in for sure. I know that a lot of people, you know, they can identify maybe somewhere within those those topics and within those areas that you mentioned. I know for me personally, when we think about, you know, what, what goes on in our hearts and our minds, and it really just makes me think about just being holistic, you know, knowing that we're not just a bunch of feelings. We're not just a bunch of thoughts. We're not, we're, 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 we're a lot of things working together. And, uh, and obviously, you know, for us, you know, having a, a, a worldview of Christianity and, and, you know, the gospel of Jesus, you know, uh, you know, there's some things that I, I wrestle with and there's some things that I understand through, looking through that lens. And so I know, you know, way back in the day, you know, um, one of those things was, you know, that I'm not just uh, a human doing, I'm a human being. However, there are things that I do that come out of the motives that I have. Um, And the question is, you know, what are those motives? You know, the question is, you know, where do those feelings come from, you know, and and where do those thoughts come from? And, you know, it all, again, it all works together. Um, So, you know, I don't, you know, personally, 
right now. I'm not. I'm not really not in a season. Uh, sounds like you've got. You've been thinking about some maybe specific things. I'm not really been in a season where like I'm thinking specifically about, you know, personally, you know, how all those different things line up. But um, I do know that you know, uh, in my personal time with the Lord, you know, I've been. I cannot get away from. Uh, you know, I've been going through the Book of Galatians and the New Testament. I cannot get away from the the, the scripture that says. Um, but do not be conceited, nor provoking, nor envying one another. And that's Galatians five twenty six, and it just makes me think. And if you put it in layman's terms, it says, you know, don't be conceited. You're don't think and act like you're number one, and that you're all that matters. Um, and don't provoke or envy. In other words, don't take on this identity of uh, being better, feeling like you're better than other people, or that you're not you're not good enough. Yeah. Uh, to be with people or, or you know, it's not this uh, superior, inferior identity. Um, and so in other words, that like people in of themselves have intrinsic value. And again, you know, I mean, the the word tells us that, you know, but just how we interact with people in society and community in, in our community. Um, I, I've really just been coming back to that over and over and over again, especially in the times we live in right now that, you know, I'm not number one, you know, like I'm not higher than anybody i'm not it's not my agenda it's not you know i'm not the one that sets the uh the rules i don't my opinion is not the highest you know and so on and so on um but at the same time i shouldn't necessarily look to other people um to feel as if you know i don't want to be a part of them and then other people i shouldn't look at and be like you know well i wish i wish i had everything they had so just understanding my value my worth um and my identity um in Christ and for who he made me uh, to be and, and all those things. So that's one thing I keep going back to as, as far as what you mentioned. So um, be curious if anybody else, you know, maybe some things you mentioned they had any run-ins with. Yes, Heather, like you were mentioning, you mentioned identity a lot with that. And I mean, even within our society today, especially with the whole COVID-19 thing, people being locked inside, a lot of people used to find their identities in other people, like, you know, conversing with others, like, group settings. That's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Like, people just find their identity through other people. And now, being locked up, it's like, okay, there now there's this whole new search for identity and understanding themselves and trying to know who they are. And really, I mean different things that we've even thought about as like extrovert introvert and all that kind of stuff and like personality tests love language tests um everything on the internet about like that it's like people's just searching to want to understand themselves when really there's i mean really god's who understands us the best like god knows who we are he knows what we're created for he knows us since we were in our mother's womb it's in the bible but yeah um a lot of times we're searching out for identity in the wrong places and we're just taking on things that people are, or even websites are proclaiming over us. And yeah, so, I mean, that gets wrapped up with everything going on, I think, right now. It's like, I mean, if you find yourself to be a Republican, then you're like, okay, I have to fight Democrats and all Democrats are like bad. Or if you're a Democrat or like CNN, you're like, okay, Fox is evil or something <laughs> so it's like mm. you're just getting wrapped up in this whole like taking on things that you don't 
we don't even know ourselves and we don't we might not even agree with it yeah well it's like you know you you lock everybody up inside and you leave them with nothing but social media to stare at and to see people through um you know i mean i mean we already had a problem before this with people just kind of dehumanizing people other people um based on you know whatever little issue here or there um and it's so much worse right now where you know you have you have this dehumanization factor coupled with the fact that right everybody's also looking for their identity trying to hold on to whatever kind of factors that they can and then Mm -hmm. social media just polarizes that even more so that whenever somebody says something that doesn't agree with your um your stance or your viewpoint that you've attached your identity to it feels like a personal attack because Mm. you've attached your identity to this opinion Mm -hmm. and it's just an opinion but you are not an opinion and mm, honestly, yeah, I think true. I think the thoughts that people have most of the time, I think people even identify themselves with their own thoughts too often. The thoughts that run through their mind. It's like, oh well this is my idea. It's like, was it was it really? Where did that idea that you're that you're having right now really come from? Like, how often do most of us take the time to stop and sit back and think for a moment? where did this idea in my mind come from um you know and and like why do i feel this way about what this person is saying or when you don't stop to take take a minute to like try to really be more self-aware about it then you end up just getting offended and viewing other people through this you know lens of us versus them or they're less than for whatever reason because they're a bad human being because they think this whatever opinion Mm. yeah you know it's i think if people took more time to take a personal inventory of what they're actually thinking about and what they're actually consuming they would find that so much of their life is, is seeped in things that they don't even need to be thinking about or believing in you know like I love that you said that, you know, a lot of times we put so so much stock in our own thoughts. We don't even think about what we're even thinking about. We have no idea. And so we create a whole identity in that. You know, it's so crazy. Literally, this, this, this statistic shocked me. And it has shocked me to the core ever since I heard it. But the amount of information that like our grandparents and our great-grandparents were consuming in a lifetime is the same amount of information that we consume on a daily basis it's like well no wonder like our identities and our thoughts and like are all seeped in so many different things and so many different lies like we we can't even sort through things we don't even stop long enough to sort through any of those thoughts Um, that's something that's like, I've been really, really thinking about like the impact of everything that we take in and that we think about 
it really impacts what we do and who we are. And it's scary the amount of stuff that we take in that we don't even know is impacting us. You know, I think that goes back just like to the very beginning of this whole conversation Mm. is that, you know, there's such an impact with these different things. I read a book recently. It's called Switch on Your Brain by Caroline Leaf. Just a a little plug if you want to read it. But she talks about, she links scripture and science with it. She talks about the effect of thoughts. And did you know that like the effect that your thoughts have actually form and shape your DNA? So you can actually, your DNA can actually be reshaped by the way you think and the thoughts that you think. Mm -hmm. And what that impacts is the generation's to come after you like Mm. your kids your kids kids like it all impacts all of that and so we're even impacted by the dna of our own parents and our grandparents (laughs) and the thoughts that they had (laughs) about themselves about other people um and so there's so many things that are so deep rooted that if we're consuming in all this information is so scary because we have no idea what we're even thinking. We don't even know what's impacting us. We don't mm. even know the ways that we're manipulated and we don't even think about it. Maybe maybe we don't even care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's funny you say that about generations and then you talked about grandparents and comparing to current generation today and people having more information, you know, on a daily basis than people had in a lifetime beforehand. But the other comparison, and I don't have the numbers, but I think about that, you know, our grandparents' generation had a whole lot more um, human interaction um, with people for the person themselves, whereas today there is interaction, but it's, it's that information you talked about. It's really just interacting with information it's really just interacting with opinions and i appreciate being what you said man like people are not just opinions you know they're people and so what i think about is the fact of like you know like the concept of of speaking at someone instead of with someone and you know in our in our day and age we live in you know there's no room for healthy dialogue and healthy conversations and and healthy interactions that actually um, allow there to be progress to be made. And, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I don't have all the answers into myself, obviously, but I, I do look at, you know, the climate and, and, and the culture and, and, and I see that, you know, you know, something's not working. And, you know, if anything, we just continue into a deeper level of chaos, you know, and, mm. and to the point where something's going to change. But all of a sudden, the people that really want there to be change are not going to be the ones that are going to decide what that change looks like because they're so steeped in being the creators of the chaos. And so somebody is going to do something. And so I I just really feel like challenged, you know, and and I feel this um, real conviction, you know, that, um, that we would go back to a basic understanding of, uh, who we are as people and and opening up conversations that allow for real interaction that allow for um, there to be you know uh, compassion and there to be some some understanding and some some camaraderie you know and and again I've said this before you know we don't have to agree on everything you know just because we disagree doesn't mean that we disconnect. 
yeah. necessarily, you know, and, um, you know, uh, and at the same time, you know, that we would realize what we're choosing to shape ourselves around, you know, whether it's certain thoughts or ideas or, or habits or whatever it is, um, you know, I, I, I keep thinking about, um, this idea that, you know, at our core, we're all trying to be right and we're all trying to do good and to be good and to be accepted um, in some way, you know, and so therefore we, we, we say our thoughts, we say our feelings, we say our ideas, um, we say our opinions because we're looking for somebody to agree with us. We're looking for somebody to say that, oh yeah, that's good, um, whatever that is. But man, at the end of the day, no one um, can even accept the fact that they actually may be wrong and again, like Ben said, it's not that a person is wrong in who they are as a person, but what they said could be wrong. Their opinion could be based on wrong ideas, and we can't. Det- we have a hard time detaching those things. Mm. You know, in other words, it's like not every word you say is who you are, but every word that you believe can shape who you are, and Absolutely. and. And I and I, I just keep feeling like it's like this giant wrestling match, you know. And we can't ever decide who the real contenders are. Um, and it's like we we would we would rather um, the opinions and ideas live, but everybody else die. <laughs> you know that kind of that's what I feel like we're at. You know, um, but at the end of the day, what, what's interesting is is biblically we would say this is that we would talk about this idea of righteousness, which and yeah, like. In our in our definition in our terms, you know, it means that we want to be right. But biblically, it just it doesn't just mean that. It means you want to have right relationship with someone. And what I would what I would contend with, and what I would say is that we are trying to find how to have right relationship with people. But we're arguing about things, and we're getting into things, and people are are are, are basing their whole lives around things um, that aren't really the main things. Uh, of 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 their uh, of a livelihood or of a life to be lived, um, if anything, it's uh, it's it's more like we we uh, we want to have right relationship with people, um, but at what cost? In other words, it's almost like we're willing to knock people off one by one until we find this perfect one. That's mm-hmm. gonna fully agree with us, and you're never gonna find that person. Yeah, you're never gonna find that person, and so, man, I just, I just keep going back to, you know, like what, what can we do to take steps in the right direction? What can we do to change our thoughts about how we think about ourselves and about people? Um, and 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 what can we do, you know, um, to really have a genuine connection and and dialogue and an ability to to learn from each other rather than come at each other with different things. so I think part of what that would, I guess the solution to that would be is just like trying to see people as people actually. I mean, you were basically saying that how we see them as like, we don't see them separate from their ideas. Mm -hmm. Even if it's like something that's totally false, we don't see them separate as individual people. Instead, we're seeing them as that. So 
and typically like it's it's really easy to like view other people as like a means to our own ends so basically trying to wow. get something out of people or trying to yeah. progress through something so like yeah. even in the most simplest ways of like just going out to eat for food it's like even your waiter is a person they're not someone there who's just there to feed like provide food to you or anything like that but a lot of times like that's what we want to see and then when someone has this idea that's just so counterintuitive to what we think Mm-hmm. automatically that person just becomes I guess like an enemy to it because it's mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. the thought process is so wrong that they can't be a means to your end so therefore they need to get out of the way so they need to be cut off they need to be gone mm-hmm. and so it's just like we're cutting off people like that how you were saying like we want to find that one person who has the same basically thoughts as us that we it's really impossible to find but we're trying to find that person sometimes Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. in the process we're cutting off so many people and we're really disregarding that they're people they're actual people who are going through things and honestly they could probably realize some faults if they have faults in their thinking and they could help us realize the faults that we have in our yeah, thinking yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah like I really think that would be at least one step towards what you were saying Tyler is just considering people to be people instead of just a use for us right right no i think that's good yeah i think we've kind of um been losing a value in our culture that the iron sharpens iron yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um you know as as one how's it go as one man sharpens another Mm -hmm. iron sharpens iron so it's like you know these these conversations that we need to have are important um, you know, if if we want to be better people in general, if if we want to find more of the truth, if if we want, you know, if if we really care more about finding truth than we care about just like winning an argument or a conversation or feeling feeling I don't know like like a power trip almost from from cutting people off. I think that people have, um, or or like. And, and, you know, I get it, you know, maybe sometimes you need to cut somebody off because they're legitimately actually, like, toxic in some way, but Mm. it's, like, it's gone way too far the way that people treat it, Um, where it's just like, oh, you you Mm. have this opinion, you know, cut you off, (laughs) Um, and and people are doing it with family, and it's it's awful, it's terrible, because it's tearing family apart you know it's it's not just friends it's family and it's mm-hmm. you know if we if we don't have friends and family it's like you know that that that's like the like the heart of a society right there um it's it's awful relationships just start to crumble and like lives start to crumble once the family systems keep being destroyed yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and it's like even if this person has really like if their ideas are are as terrible as you think they are it's still important to have these conversations with them and to remember their humanity in the midst of it that uh, and that more than likely this person does want what's best for society or for whatever you know i i think a lot of people have have the right intentions or motives for for thinking what they do or believing what they do or having whatever agenda. 
Um, that doesn't make their method of getting there right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I think that people need to remember too. You know, it's like like we just there's all this name calling where it's like if you think this you you might as well be literally Hitler. <laughs> and and it's like okay. Well, you know, one of the things that people forget is that Hitler was a person. He was a real person wow. like you, like me. And and like wow. and, and the people who followed him were just ordinary people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they were just a bunch of ordinary individuals. Wow. And I think people forget that it's man. I don't know. It just it blows my mind when when people want to stop having the conversation because it's like no, it's like that's when you know you've given up on somebody like completely. And that's, after that, there's no room for anything except for like just violence and hatred. We we definitely need to get back to this legitimate legitimate brotherhood and sisterhood, and recognize that you know I think I think something that would add to that honestly is our need to step back, step away from ourselves, step away from our own agendas, and really take an inventory of what we are actually thinking about. And honestly, I mean, if you don't, if somebody doesn't know Jesus that's listening to this, like, it would be a really good time to begin to lay their agenda and everything before Jesus. And if you do know Jesus, like, lay that all down before him because it's not, it's not about us. It's not about our opinions. It's not even about what we want. It's about the kingdom of God. It's about God and what he is doing. Um, And if we would really step back and look at that, I mean and we will look to God, man, we would definitely probably have more of that fruit where we would see more brotherhood and sisterhood in our own lives. Yeah, yeah I keep going back to Galatians, and this time, chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Huh. And, and you know, it's an, you know, Galatians is an incredible book, but this point here, this thread through all this is, you know, that it's, you know, how do, how do we as, as Christians, as Christ followers, like how do we really take a stance and take an approach to one another? You know, because what does that really say whenever we in our own house and our own families and our own uh, communities, you know, can't even hold up to, uh, the standard and the desire that God has for us, you know, to be the people that he's created us to be. And so what in that verse, what I'm convicted of is, you know, that we have opportunity. And what I think about is, you know, um, is to do good. That, you know, when it says that is what I think about is, you know, am I honestly seeing opportunity to do good? You know, or is it, a you know, and, and what that means is, you know, and other parts of scripture talk about this is it's not to do good for me. It's to do good for somebody else to take care of someone else for what they actually need. And, you know, I, I just think about that a lot of times we're not looking for opportunity um, for good for other people. We're looking for opportunity for our good. We're looking for opportunity to make ourselves seem right. We're looking for opportunity to serve our agenda, like you're talking about, Nicole. Like, 
And, and it's just, it's so backwards. It's so, it's so against the grain of the gospel. And, and, and I would encourage anybody that it's a good practice that you would take opportunity to do good to those around you that you would, and you would see what's opportun what's opportunistic and not just opposition, which is interesting because when you look at that, that's probably more accurate to what people do. They look for opposition and then they want to, and then we want to go and, and jump in that. Whereas scripture is telling us here, man, when you see opportunity to do good, when you see opportunity to serve and to love and to help and to listen and to get in the trenches with somebody to get them to a better place, to elevate them to a better place, you know, Scripture talks about better to give than receive, you know. It talks about the first will be last. I mean, it, it's this kingdom ideology and principles that we should live by at least as, as, as Christians. And so I just I just think about that. You know, it's like it's so powerful to think that, you know, as people, as, as, as us, like we have tons of information. We have tons of opportunities. We have tons of things at our disposal. But yet what are we seeing? What are we doing? And who are we doing it for? Who are we doing it with? And why are we even doing anything? You know, that's an age old, that's an age old question that we say in Chi Alpha. Why do you do the things you do, and who do you do them for? So I just keep going back to that, and I think it's something that we continue to wrestle with. A lack of forgiveness. A lack of forgiveness. It shows a lack of understanding what you've been forgiven mm. yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and so remembering that, that, you know, all those, all those terrible people that you think are out there in the world, you know, when you look on social media, uh, when you look at the news, when you look at, um, whatever Facebook post or, you know, YouTube video, it's like Jesus died for those people mm. so that they could be forgiven so that they could be redeemed. So, so that the people that they oppose could be forgiven and redeemed and that everyone's guilty um you know maybe some people are, are more responsible for some sins and more other people are responsible for other kinds of sins but it you know it's all sin it's all it, the, everything that we're seeing in the world is just sin running rampant and Jesus is here to redeem it. I mean that that's that's where it starts. Like you know, it starts with with God and remembering His plan of redemption, um, and that, that happens through forgiveness and reconciliation. Yeah. So I, I guess yeah. With that, I would say my big encouragement would be that that's the gospel. That the one that was sinless, the one that was guiltless, the one that the perfect one the only true good one lay down his life so that we could live like he he died so that we could live and that we could look to him so my challenge is that you would actually look to find out who Jesus is who he says he is who he says you are um and look at the person because Jesus was pretty clear on his identity he didn't have identity issues um, but we all tend to struggle in some way. And so I just, I just encourage and challenge you at the same time, uh, for anybody, you know, a, a current believer or not, or not yet believer, 
whoever, however you might identify yourself with, that you would take time to really look at and, and discover of all the things you can ever look at and information you can gain, be informed about who Jesus is and really look and see what he says about us because he, there's a timeless truth about humanity because we we don't change that much over time. And so that's my challenge. I think that's, and that's the gospel. Um, the, you know, there's a lot of other movements that are happening that are not, that are not the gospel. There's only one gospel and that's what Ben, that's what you just said to everybody. So I just encourage everybody to do that. So I just, you know, I just feel like we need to close this podcast out in a whole different way than we've closed out other ones. And, you know, I just feel strongly and I just feel like I've been really convicted recently that the thing that really pulls us together, helps us recognize the Lord and who he is and what that he is first, ultimately, that he is the one true gospel, the one true way, and that we are truly his children and brothers and sisters in Christ. And the thing that pulls all of that together for us and where we're at on earth today is prayer Mm. and that we really desperately need to pray together. Um, so if, would that be okay? Could, could we close this out with yeah, a prayer today? Yeah, that's good. It's good. Uh, I'll just, I'll just pray for us if you want. Lord, I just want to thank you for today. God, I want to thank you for being present with us. God, and whoever's listening, Lord, I pray that you would make your presence known to them. Lord, wherever they're at, would you just give them the space to be able to enter into a prayer with you at the same time? God, I thank you for my brother or sister that's listening, for my brothers that are around me here. Mm. God, I just thank you for the way that you have positioned each and every one of us um, to be around the people that we're around in our lives. God, you have been strategic with that. Um, God, you have a specific plan for that. And God, we just want to ask that you would just begin to bring us together. Lord, will you bring unity to communities Lord, I just ask that you would be over our world right now, our country, where our hearts are at. Lord, we want to ask that you would come and that you would be here. Lord, we want to ask that in a place where there seems to be so much division, that your divine um, presence and appointment would be there. God, that you would bring unity. God, we want to ask for hearts that are hurting, that are just full of so much hatred or anything like that, Lord, that you would just help us to be um, before you and to bring every single one of those things before you. God, we want to ask that you would begin to help us to have hard conversations with each other. Lord, will you help us to know who we are in you? Lord, will you help us to live that out? God, help us to slow down long enough to hear your voice, to abide in you, and to listen, and to know that you truly have the way, and there's nothing else that we could do. None of our own agenda can get in the way of that, Lord. So God, will you just begin to renew our hearts today? Lord, we ask all of these things in your holy and precious name. Amen. 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 Well, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye now. Okay, bye.